What's Cooking, supported by Auckland Art Gallery Toyo Tamaki. Become a member today for great art benefits. Sweet. Well, for on today's installment of What's Cooking, we have Skinny here from the uh, band Cthulhu's. Yep. Good afternoon. How's it going? Evening. Good. How are you? Good, good, yeah. Thanks uh, for coming through. Um, could you tell us a little bit about the Cthulhu's? Um, who are you guys? Yeah, well, we're a surf instrumental band. Amazing. surf guitar. Yep. And that uh, was the first track that you... Um, Picked the Bunzo washout. That was by Dick Dale. He's sort of he's the pioneer of surf, surf guitar from the sixties. Amazing. Um, would you say he's your um, biggest, biggest influence on the Cthulhu sound? Uh yeah, pretty much. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah, he sort of sparked kind of that style of really fast picking became the sort of yeah. hallmark of it. Amazing. And yeah. um, obviously. Uh, how big is this sort of instrumental? You, tell, you were talking to me just before about instrumental surf music versus uh, sort of uh, words or lyrical surf music like the Beach Boys and yep. stuff like that. Is there many sort of instrumental surf bands in New Zealand, would you say? Uh, there's always been a, a couple of bands. Well, it's been quite... Surf music came about in the 60s for... In the early 60s, and it kind of went out of fashion pretty quickly. But yeah. it's sort of influenced... Been in there influencing punk and underground music quite a bit. Yeah, for sure. So there's always been some New Zealand bands influenced by it or, or playing it sort of, you know. Yeah. Fly Nun bands are quite influenced by that sort of sound. Um, and you've got like King Loser, famous for having uh, surf guitar sounds in, in there yeah. and stuff. They're not strictly surf, you know, but they're doing it. And then uh, you got bands like the Hollow Grinders and Tape Man. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's always been a bit of an underground thing for it going on. Wow. Um, and is the the Cthulhu's is that just you or do you go you have a few no, bandmates? No, it's a band. It's um it's four piece. Four piece. Um, yep. Man, who who else is in your band? So the, we've got uh, Jake on guitar. Um, he's also the drummer in the Cavemen. Cool. Uh, and Dane on uh, bass, and he he's uh, also plays in Smoking Daggers. Yeah. And wow. then we've got Greg on drums. Amazing. Yeah. Wow. That must be a really uh, fun genre to play drums to, I feel like. Yeah, of, yeah. It's quite drama-orientated as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking sort of that, um, what's that song that, because I used to play drums and one they would teach you would be Wipeout. Yeah, you know, with yeah, the totally. Yeah. yeah, that's probably the most famous surf song in a yeah, way. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Um, now, you guys uh, have just released a couple of singles. Yeah, just the one. Just, just the, the one single, yep. sorry. What um, Lurks Beneath. What Lurks Beneath. Yep. Um, could you t- tell us a bit? about uh, sort of ha- how you made this music, I guess. How, what sort of inspired you? I guess as you are as you're saying before, Dick Dale, um, is there anyone else that sort of inspires your music? Uh, just bands like the Trash Men and the Atlantics, just other bands from the 60s, but also um, Link Ray. And, but we, we had a bit of a uh, kind of a, a bit of a spooky sort of heavy vibe to our stuff as well. It's a little bit horror. Um, the, these two songs on this single have got kind of an underwater horror theme to them. Right. Oh, scary. Um, well, yeah. um, shall we? We'll play uh, "What Lurks Beneath" then. And yeah, cool. Let's uh, yeah, let's give it a whirl. Cool.
objects beneath. Wow, that is quite scary, um, cool. as, you're, <laughs> as you were mentioning before. Um, so how did you guys record? Um, did you guys just do the regular old, uh, you know, uh, online or through uh, Pro Tools, or did you sort of do tape? No, we went into Earwig Studios. Yeah. This guy, Darren McShane, he's got this cool uh, studio, Earwig. And uh, we recorded it all live live to uh, eight track tape. Wow. It's an old tape machine, I think from the, maybe the late 60s. Wow. Um, How hard and, was that to get to sort of get that uh, equipment? Yes, yeah, so, I mean, it's hard to have that, to get that sort of equipment. And it's a lot, yeah. a lot uh, more, it's uh, kind of more difficult to do because you, you, you can't muck around much. It's, uh, it's harder to sort of overdub and, and you can't, you know. Mm. But that's quite good in the way because it kind of makes it limits. You got to just do it all, play well, and you know get a good take. Yeah, of then, course. But then you got to just you can't keep endless versions of it. You got to just kind of wipe over because <laughs> you got a limited amount of tape. Right. So you just got to like whack out a version and then you go and listen to it and go, yeah, you keep this one. Yeah. Where do you and, find? Uh, do they still make new tape for that? Excuse my ignorance. Or is um, that? Maybe I'm not sure actually. Oh yeah, but you can keep taping over and over the same tape. Right. You know, okay. it's really good quality tape. So yeah. that's the thing. Once you, yeah, you're gonna kind of hire the tape. So yeah, you don't sort of get to, unless you want to spend a fortune on it. You don't really get to keep. Right. Keep so you got to kind of make your decisions. And, yeah, that's good in a way. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. So you don't yeah. have to like, oh, maybe we'll wear this, maybe we'll wear that. You're like, you know, it's just stop Yeah, there. it's quite different to like Pro Tools or something where you can just muck around forever editing and yeah. chopping and changing and over that. You kind of, <laughs> you go in. We just went in one day, recorded it, chose the versions we liked, and then yeah. the next day mixed and mastered it. Wow. Boom, and then it's done. Then it's done. Yeah. And then did you do that, did you guys do that sort of end of last year? Um, uh, well, it's a little bit while ago now because it kind of got held up by... Um, with COVID, oh, okay, and right. around. It's actually a different guitarist playing on. There's a Sam Moore from Memory Foam. Oh, okay, right. Is playing the other guitar on it, um, but then we had, he left to concentrate on Memory Foam, and we got Jake from the Caveman in cool. to take over his his role. And then while we're kind of sorting that out, just kind yeah. of got it delayed a little bit, and then now we finally got it got it out. Awesome. Yeah. Um, you got this other song here, Sunken City. Yep, it's um, on the B side. On the B side. Should we, let's uh, give that a whirl. Yeah, cool.
that was Sunken City uh, by the Cthulhu's. Of course, we have Skinny here in the studio talking uh, with us, if you're just tuning in. Um, obviously, these are instrumental um, pieces. Uh, do you sort of see them maybe being used in sort of films and things yeah, like that? Totally. Yeah, totally. That, yeah, that's kind of how I do see them quite visually like that. Um, yeah. I kind of... Yeah, I, I kind of think they'd work quite well in movies always have quite a strong visual idea and quite strong themes with them yeah yeah so, yeah because i think we're quite influenced by uh by by movie sound you know movie soundtrack kind yeah. of stuff as well you know wow so hopefully one day maybe one day cool oh, i reckon they they, yeah. they definitely fit in a niche that could um definitely be used i reckon yeah um cool. now you guys got a show this friday yep. uh at whammy backroom yep um, is this your guys' first ever show, or um, no? We've been playing for a while. Play, playing for a while. Oh, wicked! Yep. Um, but it's a single release. Single release. Yep. Party. Um, and where can people get tickets? Uh, uh, through under the radar. Under the radar. Yep. And um, great. Yep. And who else is playing with you guys? Uh, we've got Blood Bags. Blood pretty bags. legendary around town. Yep. Amazing. And uh, the ideas are a real cool. Uh, New, I guess you'd say, but they've been playing a little while now. Yeah. Uh, bluesy, kind of real garage blues, uh, two-piece band. Oh, wicked. And then we've got uh, Miss Dom and uh, Johnny Danbuster DJing. Oh, it's yes, in, uh, from the jazz show. Yeah. From jazz show. Be the DJing, the garage, garage rock and roll. Hell yeah. Stuff. And uh, yeah, it should be a really good night. Hell yeah. I'm looking and, yeah. at the, um, the poster yeah. and um, it's got this crazy sort of man being attacked by a sea creature is that from yeah. a specific movie that you that's from Twenty Thousand leagues below the sea oh wow yeah <laughs> we've kind of got a yeah because of the cthulhu's we've got a kind of a under the sea bit thing. Of an oct- octopus tentacle theme thing going yeah. on yeah perfect to, <laughs> to suit your guys kind of music yeah um now this uh next track the trash men are they sort of another band that's quite yeah, an, uh, yeah another 60s band uh just one of my one of my favorite 60s bands um but the first band i got into really uh Great. got the record when i was quite young amazing and uh so this is their song tube city tube city all right well let's give it a whirl cool
That's Tube City by the Trash uh, Men. Um, <laughs> yes, and we have uh, Skinny here from the Cthulhu's who are playing this Friday at Whammy Backroom, um, as well as with the Blood Bags and the Ideas, and Mr. Tom and Johnny Dan Buster DJing afterwards. Oh, all through. Oh, all the through. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wicked. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Um, and now you, you were just telling me a little bit about the sort of set um, that you guys would do. Obviously, you've got your, t- your single, um, the A side and the B side, yep. um, but you were saying that you do a bit of Spanish guitar and some one song, you sort of vary it up slightly between. Yeah, yeah. Well, surf music is influenced by Spanish guitar quite a bit too. There's a few different influences in there. Yeah. So we kind of, yeah, take, take it around the place. Yeah. Some sure. of the songs are quite fast dancing, sort of, you know, but more mm. other ones are a bit heavier and yep. kind of more doomy or something. Yeah. And uh, yeah, some of them are just, just a Probably about three that have got a bit of a bit of a Spanish vibe to them. Oh, wicked! But, uh, yeah. What's the sort of um, just before we play our last song? What's the sort of history of um, surf music? Like when did it sort of appear um, and sort of it started, when did the band start it? Yeah, it started about '62. Yeah, and only really went for a couple of years. So it came out of the rock and roll era. Yeah, and at the end of the tail end of the rock and roll era. Uh, late 50s you had there was a bit of an instrumental thing coming on and then that sort of turned into surf music right like the beach boys and uh, yeah but on the the instrumental side of it it was it kind of became surf music when they started having echo on the guitars having the the reverb right that's sort of a hallmark of surf guitar is that echoey guitar yeah so that came out and dick Dick dale was one of the first people to to use that he actually was friends with fender with um oh the guitar maker yeah and he tested tested their uh, guitar, tested their amps and the first reverb. So he was the first guy to take out a... Because he didn't have reverb. It was only in studio before then. Right. Uh, and then they built it into the amp. So he yeah. took that on the road and then it kind of... And then did that fast picking and that kind of became the surf guitar sound. Wow. But it all... It lasted for a couple of years and then when the Stones and the Beatles hit the scene, <laughs> yeah, it just course. went out of fashion overnight. Yeah. And everyone, everyone wanted... Yeah, everyone yeah. wanted that. And it kind of went out of fashion like, rapidly. Yeah, and uh, all the bands grew their hair long and changed their sound and became <laughs> like sort of Beatles style of bands. That's all but right. The Cthulhu's are bringing it back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, well, for the last song, you've uh, chosen a Dick Dale track, his most popular one, Mizzaloo. Mizzaloo. Yeah. It's the most famous, famous track probably. Most people know it from uh, Pulp Fiction. It was uh, kind oh, of came back into that. the limelight with that movie. Yeah, starting you know kicks off the movie, and it's a it's a really it's a really old song. It actually. Supposedly goes the melody goes all the way back to the ancient Egyptians. That's really, how old wow. the tune is, is, and it's a uh, so there's there's hundred year old versions. It's all these different versions of it, and, and it's a Middle Eastern sort of. Um, it's a song you'd sing around the dinner table, right? Sort of thing, like yeah. a, a popular folk song in the Middle East, and yeah. then it, he turned it into a surf song. Wow. So he kind of turned it into the instrumental because he was part Lebanese, so his, his, his uncle taught him on a lute when he was right. a kid. Oh my God! So he's and bringing then, that element. So he, put, he brought that into it, yeah. yeah. And then, made, and then it just became a huge, you know, big hit, and all the bands sort of did versions of it, and and uh, yeah, so it's wow. But it's a killer track, even though it's quite well known. Yeah, it's a good one to end on because it totally 100%. cranks, you know. Hundred percent. Well, yeah. thank you so much for coming to the studio. Thanks for having me. No, that's all right. Cool. Um, and yeah, if you want to catch them on this Friday at Whammy Backroom, uh, you can get your tickets from Under the Radar, the Cthulhu's single release party. Uh, yeah, definitely be there so you can have some groovy surf music, um, which will be a great time, I'm sure. Uh, but anyways, here's Mizzaloo by Dick Dale. Oh. 
What's Cooking? Supported by Auckland Art Gallery Toyo Tamaki. Become a member today for great art benefits.